Hello and welcome to, after a bit of a hiatus, I suppose, a two-round hiatus, welcome to a new episode of Badger Watch, the cricket podcast where we talk about the county championship cricket whilst playing cricket11.com. Now, we've had a few rounds where we haven't recorded, but that doesn't mean to say that we haven't been a bit of movement in the table thus far, but let's bring Hugh in first. How are you doing? Mixed bag. Some players have let me down. Zaffa go far, go hard. Well, he's gone far from the bat of all the all the batters. It's been terrible. I think he will be Zaffa go far now. He's been he's been a weakling. I I've suffered from too many transfers earlier on in the year, and I just can't get the balance on my side right. So um, yeah, real real mixed bag, but I can't do a lot about it. Um, Chris Rushworth limping off for Warwickshire has not helped again when I captained him. So, underwhelming. Um, I will be mid-table mediocrity this year. Howard, how about you? How's it How's it been the last couple of weeks? Been slightly better than that, um, but largely down to Mr. R- uh, Alex Lease of Durham, who's, I think he's at 400 in five innings shortly after I brought him in. So, he's done very well. Uh yeah, Sean, Sean Abbott's been going very well at Surrey as well, so he's done okay. Simon Harmer has been doing Simon Harmery things at questionable pitches at Essex. Yeah, um, yeah, a few few other ones that haven't been pulling their weight, but uh, it's been going okay. Yeah, interesting. Alex Lees has scored a thousand runs down for the season, I think, hasn't he? Is he the first to do that, or has someone done that already? Does anyone know? Well, I think James Rue might have done it in Div One, but I'm not sure. Mm, interesting. Chev, what about yourself? Um, I had a really bad round, the one before this one, uh, which basically just didn't help anything whatsoever. I kept Moa Bus in for like three or four rounds where he, he was just basically every single time um, he played, he lost me points. So finally got rid of him for this round. And obviously what does he do? Uh, he's actually picking up a few wickets, so I'm not sure what, <laughs> what he scored this round, but he's, he, he definitely outdid me in every possible way. We didn't get uh, any runs, did he? Huh? He wouldn't have got any runs. No, but the thing is that, you know, and normally he was averaging around minus 75 or so for the round. Finally got rid of him thinking, I shouldn't be dropping and changing all the time. Didn't do that. It cost me every week. This first week is actually bringing a positive score in. Uh, this week was actually slightly better. Um, mostly down to Simon Harmer uh, being captain, uh, so that helped an awful lot. Still had a couple of bench players that did all right at picking up points that didn't bring me any any overall <laughs> points. Uh, last week I had, so I brought in Kieran Carlson uh, instead of Sean Masood when he uh, went yeah, on. Yeah, that's not a bad selection. Which is not a bad signing. Had him in the team for the previous round. Useless score where uh, Rishi Patel was on the bench and he picked up all the runs. And then this week I did it the other way around. So I brought in Rishi Patel, put uh, Carlson on the bench, and guess who outscored pretty much all of my batters this week. So, you know, I can tell you who I put on the bench every week and then you know that at least those players you should put in your team. Maybe you should be uh, tweeting that as guidance to our, our, our listeners or even the selectors of these county sides. <laughs> oh, me as followers as you could call them yes 
the other badges. I anyway, I'm still last overall, so it's not going yeah. great. It's yeah, getting yeah. tight though, isn't it? In our it's own, it's getting list. tight. I mean, I've had a good a good ish week the year week before, and then a terrible week this week. I had James Vince has scored me no points. Ollie Robinson propped me up two weeks ago, actually, with 400 points as my captain. And then Jordan Clark I've bought in with Lewis Gregory as my two all-rounders, I think, to take me through. Clark's done really well, hasn't he, at Surrey, in the last couple of... Well, all season, actually. We've talked about him a little bit, haven't we? Me and Chip were down there watching him. Oh, oh, not gone too much about Surrey, but uh, when <laughs> got his 100, Chip and I were there watching, and I said, he's not got past 29 this year. And as if you needed more of a queue to go and get 100, that was it. And so he got 100 that week and followed up 70 this week. Very good. um, He's been Um, very good with the balls, but only recently with the bat. Yeah. I also have um, Richie Patel did well for me a couple of weeks ago and David Milan has done well this week. So I feel like like the team's very good, my team at the moment, but I need them to go well. I actually bought in probably, which let's get on to in a minute, actually, the Kookaburra ball round. Shoab Bashir from Somerset, I bought him in. He went at minus 19 this week. So that's not terrific. Um, but yeah, so that's a bit me. Yeah, Chev, though, you are right in that the table for Badger Watch is extremely tight. We've got Howard, you're at the top on 17,630. He's won it, hasn't he? Let's give him the little trophy. Yeah, let's just get over that now. So. I think he has. And then it's a race into second place here because you've got 15,000. We're all on 15,000 points. And then. I'm on 15,882 with Hugh on 15,855 and then Chev, you're on 15,213. So a good round or a bad round for anyone here can be a real... Um... Except for Howard, who's won it. I mean, it's like it's yeah. like a goal today. It's like Harman had won it with eight holes left to play, you know. Yeah, so the fight for second place, the fight for first loser is, is, is tight in the Badger Watch Podcast League. Um... Just as, I mean, looking at the tables at the moment after the last couple, is Surrey and Essex have got a real fight on there. I think um, we'll leave that for a couple of weeks' time, maybe, because we'll just see how those guys play out. And then you've also got Durham is probably running away with the Division 2 table at the moment, aren't they? But, um, but a bit like our own league, it's an incredible battle for second. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't necessarily pick Sussex to be in the mix at the start of the season with, I mean, Pujara and Smith, their signings aside, you wouldn't say that there's that many superstars in that lineup. Um, And they've they've drawn their last five games and yet they're in second. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the same, you say the same for for Leicester as well. I mean, they've been one of those counties. When you talk about, you know, when the 100 first came along and people were talking about... um, Counties, you know, is that the end of the county system? And Leicester would always be those people, weren't they? Who um, were like, you know, we don't really need counties like Leicester. They were always used. But, you know, they're doing really well this season um, in results-wise compared to what they used to be doing, at least, anyway. But in, in, a, in a really strange way, I don't know quite what's going on at Leicester, where perhaps things were stable. They struggled on the pitch. Things seem like they're... They're, they're struggling off the pitch and they've been much better on the pitch. I, uh, the coaching staff have have left. Yeah. Um, whether that's off their own accord or not, uh, I think we'll find out in time, but I think perhaps not. So I think yep. the leadership of the club is going in an interesting direction. They've let Parkinson, Ackerman and who else has gone? There's three of them that... Have, um, so, yeah... Are going to Durham, are they? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, Ackerman and Parkinson are going to Durham. Chris Wright 
is going to Sussex. Yeah. Look, they that's are, a very canny bit of business from Sussex. That's Well, that's three players. So Parkinson's been captain of them in the last couple of years, definitely in yeah. one-day cricket. So is Ackerman. He captained the championship side last year. I mean, you're looking at sort of basically sort of a, a six to 800 run a year at least batter. And then you're looking at sort of 25 to 50 wickets a season in Parkinson and, and Wright. It's well, a lot going more this year, the way Wright's bowled. He's had a great year. Although yeah. I did see he popped up playing for Cumbria in the minor counties on Sunday. Was he? Yeah, played against little old Suffolk. How did he go? Random. <laughs> Took three or four for and um and yeah, I think uh, reports were they bowled quite nicely. I can see him blowing the pads off a few minor county cricketers, can you? Just <laughs> that would be the case. Um yeah, I mean that's an interesting one. I don't really know. I mean, the CEO has said that the club are not in crisis after Paul Nixon's relieved of his duties. Um so that is a bit of a weird one. Yeah. I don't know. It's a bit it's a bit interesting. But I mean going back They've to the to bring some players in though, haven't they? You hope so, but there's not a, I mean, that probably is freeing up a bit of wage bill, you'd think. Right, Ackerman and Parkinson, they're probably three higher earners at Leicestershire, I would imagine. Um, and associate them as being one of the wealthier clubs to have a lot to then go and go and spend with. So yeah. you know, they they've they've brought through some 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 good young players. Scriven looks a decent cricketer, Hull yeah. um another seamer. You they just struggle to hold on to them. So we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Lewis Hill scoring buckets of runs for them as well. And I've got, yeah, I, it's one of those things you talk about the signings and the money. It's one of those, no one really understands, do they? The sort of financial aspects of county cricket, like how clubs are paying for players and all that, you know, the wage bill. It's one of those, it's one of those things that actually when you're playing cricket on a Saturday, a lot of that gets asked. It's like, what do you reckon this person in county cricket earns? Or what do you reckon? It's quite an interesting, no one really understands that side of county cricket. It's a bit of an enigma. I, I always think anyway. Um, but it's, it's not a typical where the numbers are published so freely, is it? No. What are you going to say, Jeff? Yeah, I think we spoke about this last year, uh, and we couldn't really work it out. How you know, where's the well? Apart from these grants that they're basically getting paid by ECB, yeah. Where's the money coming from? Because it can't, you know, for some of those counties, it's not substantial income in terms of membership or revenue generated at venue. So, yeah, uh, which means your, you know, your 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 ability to to make any decent revenue through sponsorships and everything else. That's why you've got this, you know, relatively small sponsors. Yeah being relatively prominent, and clubs were really relying on those local uh, sponsors. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but yeah. How do they pay their coaching staff and their? Um, uh, I think a different. Probably one of the differences is that for clubs like Surrey and uh, some of the other big ones uh, mm-hmm. like Warwickshire, maybe uh, you know they with big grounds where they've got test income as well. As in, I think that's where they probably a lot of support staff actually is on the payroll. Yeah, for yeah. The smaller counties, uh, you know, anything that is club. A role basically, a lot of yeah. it is uh, sort of expenses or volunteer role. Yeah, and I think that's sort of where they, you know, they, they, there's a lot made up in terms yeah. of budget. Yeah, it's a pretty hand to mouth existence for some of the smaller counties, and the in the lack of a one a meaningful one day competition, I think that's hurt a lot of the smaller ones. They have that extra million quid from the hundred that is their sort of dividend, I suppose. Yeah. Um, 
But fundamentally, they were the white ball cricket was what drove ticket sales and was what drives their big revenue because they don't have many sources of revenue. They're, they're all keen to, to grow their commercial base and they have to. Yeah. Um, they get their TV rights deal for the 2020, but that's weaker and weaker and weaker. When we had Lizzie Ammon on, she, she made the very valid points that they're not screening as much. Not as many people are watching the 2020. Yeah. And so the value of the shirt that Essex will sell or um, or Durham will sell their sponsorship, um, yeah. that, that's, a, that's worth a lot less because there's yeah, less fun yeah. seats watching it on TV. Well, yeah. it's actually a brilliant competition this year. It was. it was. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. the blast was very good. It was actually a really, I mean, with a few tweaks, she could rebrand it. Yeah. Uh, and- We'll be, we'll be right there. You do, you do hear murmurings, don't you, from ECB towers that the the days of the hundred may be nigh and nest yeah. in some sort of uh, twenty twenty competition in the UK. Bringing back, yeah. Well, the only thing they they would have to do is bring it into a well, not have to, but you know, to make it more aligned with the international competitions that go on, they should have a Diff 1, Diff 2 kind of set up in the Maybe. blast. Oh, I thought I thought Chef was going to say the F word there. Sorry? I thought you were going to say the F word there in franchise. But... Well, no, but to attract the best that. overseas talent, you do have to have some sort of private ownership to get the yeah. scales of capital that are needed to keep the best players playing over here. Otherwise, we could see a scenario where all of the best English players potentially go off America and the Caribbean if yeah. there's private ownership there. Yeah, it's true. And then if you America, suddenly become... If America takes, sorry, uh, if America takes off, because who knows if it actually will, uh, but if it does do that, then obviously it's right in that window uh, and it will make lots and lots of players that were now playing both Blast and County and maybe the 50 yeah. over for a bit in if they don't get the, the contracts in the 100 in August. It will make all of those plays unavailable. Well, you look at, I mean, going back to going back to something like Ackerman leaving, right? I mean, Ackerman's a, a fantastic all-rounder when it comes down to one-day cricket. Someone like him makes himself completely available to whoever, the franchise that owns the Knight Riders, for example. Then, you know, you can see him going around the world contracted fully for the him for them, sorry, can't you, rather than someone else. I could also see it having a twofold impact on our game. If America really buys cricket, which I'm not saying it will now, but if it does, and if it does become an Olympic sport, mm. you could see colleges adopting cricket, and I think yeah. that would be really bad news for cricket. Yeah, because they're another Northern Hemisphere nation, so they'll play yeah. in our summer. And if the colleges do, you actually for the first time, James Rue as a 20 year old or another young cricketer, Robin Dasser Essex, yeah. who is just coming through at that age, might be able to take a college deal really? and get a degree and have better facilities in no time at all than, really than in the UK. So it, yeah. it's, it's a huge, huge, interesting point to watch. The I was... I was at Really Badgerly, which is great because of obviously the podcast. So that's why we're here. But I went to the MCC Spirit of Cricket lecture when I was like 17, when Adam Gilchrist did it at Lords, And he spoke about how we need to get 2020 into the, into the Olympics. Because for hockey, mm. um, you did that. And then suddenly China starts playing, America starts playing a bit more, and all these nations see it as a gold medal opportunity. So they actually put some money into getting hockey um a hockey program going and then he was saying if you did the same for cricket then places like china america um you know who have big populations 
big money to be able to put towards these things. They see it as a bit of a power play to get as many gold medals. It's another opportunity for them. So maybe maybe actually Gilchrist is wrong there from what you're saying here. <laughs> well, I, well, I know. I think for the global game, I think it would be fantastic because yeah. think about how many more players it will unlock. You know, there's 350 million in America, another billion in China. Yeah, India has got over a billion people, but only 200 million of them are in towns and cities that are really using yeah. cricket facilities at, at the top end. Um, but they've got 800 million people in India that aren't getting a proper cricketing education. If they start harnessing that, then you know the world is 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 toast. But having more people play cricket is got to be a better thing for for cricket. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm just going to pause there, Howard. We've just been speaking about. Um, we've just got speaking about. Um, so I've with transfers, basically. Yeah, we had transfers. About transfers for eighty percent of the time. <laughs> into, um, we might need um, a bit of editing here. Yeah, into major league cricket, basically. Um, oh, I wonder what I brought back into with. I'm going to go back though. In a cricketing education. Yeah, interesting. Um, Talking about um, Durham, though, actually going back to sort of them in the Div 2, I mean, they look like they're going to be running running away with it. And I think Ackerman and Parkinson are only going to sort of strengthen their lineup, aren't they? I mean, you look at them now. They've got Lee, who we've mentioned. He is confirmed from Howard, first to 1,000 runs this season. And then you've got Beddingham, who has scored a lot of runs over the last couple of seasons. Um, and then you add Parkinson to a bowling attack of Cast, Rain, Pot. Yeah, it's Ollie Robinson's the other one with Batter. It's they're looking pretty formidable for next season. I mean, I don't want to sound hyperbolic, but they would be the sixth best test team in the world, which is a really sad state of affairs about test cricket. But they would beat most of the small test playing nations now. I, 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 I am being I'm, I'm being over the top, but that bowling attack is genuinely, genuinely strong. I think there'd be a it's lot. It's not going to do a lot in Asia, is it? No, the bowling yeah, attack's but, not going to travel well. But neither's ours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I think they're a bloody good side, and I think they'll acquit themselves well in Div One next year. I think Parkinson will be a good, a good foil for them. It's interesting they've got Matt Parkinson on loan oh, to get yeah. the brother in next year. I mean, that's that's. Kind of bizarre, but actually, I think a finger spinner will complement that attack well, and that you can rotate the likes of Cars um, yeah. Potts around. I I do I do wonder if they'll get hit by England call ups in the next couple of years because I think the likes of Wokes, Anderson, Broader towards the end of their careers. Yeah, and I think you can see. I think Cars is made for this um, England team under Stokes. I think we'll see more of Potts, so it, their resources will be stretched. Yeah, that is true. Is, is Callum Parkinson, <clears throat> pardon me, the the answer. With spin, I mean, he couldn't get in Leicester's team. I think Callum Parkinson is an underrated spinner on the circuit. And I'd be interested to see going to a, say it quietly, more fashionable county in Durham. Will that do his chances a bit better on the England circuit? Is that unfair? But also, when you say he couldn't get in the Leicester team, mm-hmm. was he left out because he'd taken the, the move to Durham and they knew about it before we did? I wonder. Well, no, as I remember, he didn't play the first six or seven games. Played played a couple. Then the move was announced. Whether there was more going on behind the scenes, know. who knows? But know. um, from what I can see, he's been left out for the certainly the first half of the season. Um, didn't have a great year last year. I think he did quite well the one before. But um, whether I mean, the, Durham have been they've signed two overseas spinners so far this year already: Todd Murphy and Ajax yeah. Patel. 
I don't think Callum Parkinson's necessarily going to deter them from making the same move for a spinner next year. No. Um, Early season, they'll play with Beddingham as their overseas in Div One. Do you think he's uh, did he when he had that big season a couple of years ago? Was that in Div One? I think that probably was. So I think they probably stick with Beddingham as one of their overseas. So where where do they go with the other? You're right. It probably is another another spinner. Yeah, maybe. I think the other. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, will he and also will he bowl very much early season up in Durham? Maybe is another question. Maybe not. Um, Moving to another sort of northern county, uh, Lancashire have signed, um, sorry, Lancashire have let go of Rob Jones um, after he has agreed a Worcestershire deal. Is that, it seems a bit harsh to me <laughs> that Rob Jones will not feature at all again. Is that unfair or is that, do you think that's actually okay? Well, you don't know that you don't know the terms on which is it, it, it's, it's all come about, do you? Um, I, I've always liked him. I think he's a good all round cricketer. He, Captures flies in in the office, and he's a is a, a batter that scores scores at pace. And I think he bowls some some part time offers. Um, I think a move to Worcestershire will be great for him. I, I think we'll see a lot of him next year. He'll yeah, be where, in my team next year, definitely. Where does he bat? Was he top order, middle order, five six? Yeah, middle order. Yeah, something that Worcestershire have probably been missing, really, haven't they? That sort of middle yeah. order. One person I expected to do a lot better this year, uh, Adam Hose, who went to Worcester from. Warwickshire last year for that middle over sorry middle order role, and I thought he was going to have quite a good year. I nearly think I nearly put him in my first team of the year, um, but luckily didn't, and he's been quite disappointing actually. So maybe they they need to bolster that batting. Yeah, yeah that is it. Yeah, just interestingly with Worcester actually, um, Roderick has signed a new deal. Um, I thought he was looking a bit of a lost man after he moved from Gloucester, but he's just signed a new deal. I think he's scored. Eight to nine hundred runs this season, so top order looking okay. And he's keeping Cox out with the gloves, which is quite a big deal, actually. You, for Worcester, you do imagine Worcester will be in the market for some seamers, though, losing Pennington and Tong, 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 Tong. to knots, to knots, exactly. So, um, it, it, I don't, I can't remember a period of cha- county championship like the last month, the amount of signings that I. Wouldn't be surprised if Worcester are in the market for a few Gloucestershire seamers because they are also in a very similar state to Leicester in that Steve Snell, their director of cricket or performance of cricket, whatever he's called, he's left. Jack Taylor gave up the one day or 2020 captaincy mid-season. And then um, I'm on the Gloss Supporters Cricket Facebook group and basically they hate Dale Benkenstein as well. And so it's a real interesting one. And it's not far up the M5, is it? Like to David Payne moving up up to uh, something like that. That's a complete speculation. But, you know, Worcester, they're in the market. But, but Payne's not played a lot of four-day cricket this year. Is it? I don't know if that's... It's injury, injury. is it? Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. he was on the fringe of the England limited over stuff, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he travelled with them. Yeah, it's, it is. Well, he, he played in that B team. I say that B team, that's completely unfair. But when there was that COVID, that COVID summer when they had to rustle up Stokes plus a team to play Pakistan at short notice, he yeah. played in that... Yeah, he did. And, and, and did well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it is interesting. It's a really, it's a really. Do you think that? Did you, do you think this period has just come along because of COVID and all of that? So it's a bit of a back end. No one really knew what they were doing, and now sort of everyone's a bit more stable, and it's all just happening. Or is it franchise tournaments are happening? What's, what's I think it's inflation. Point? I think it's inflation. I, I know this sounds absurd, but it's it'll be the same in a lot of other job markets. Cost of living's gone up by ten percent year on year, two years in a row. Yeah, um, people are moving for money. I'm, I'm sure of it. 
Yeah. Interesting. And where that money's coming from, as we've just discussed, <laughs> we're not too sure, but interesting. Yeah. Um, nice. I mean, any other sort of news that's been on the on the radar? I saw um, George Lind has left on that subject to, for, to maximise franchise opportunities. Has he? Well, he didn't maximise many Red Bull opportunities at Kent. <laughs> but, he did, but he did. He certainly minimised future prospects. I had him in my team at one stage. He was hopeless. Yeah, absolutely. And then Delray Rawlins is the last bit of news that I could see. that um, He has terminated his Sussex contract because he wants to return to Bermuda after a couple of years without seeing his family and stuff, which is... I thought he was quite exciting cricketer. He is, sorry. It's not the end of his cricket journey. Yeah. So he is an exciting cricketer. So I think that's quite... Interesting. I think he, he did, maybe didn't make the most of his talents thus far at Sussex, but I do think he's quite a talented cricketer. He's only 25. Um, should we talk about the, the Kookaburra ball the last couple of rounds? What, what, uh, Gareth Batty's come out at Surrey, so he didn't really like it. Was there? Did you guys notice a, an obvious shift in spin, got more wickets and there were more runs in those two rounds? Is that a fair assessment? Well, I did notice a lot of teams changed their teams for the first Kookaburra game to pick an extra spinner. There was that whole shenanigans where Don Best played for three teams in two days. Well, I'm, I'm being facetious, but he, he moved from Yorkshire to Warwickshire, back to Somerset, back to Yorkshire. Yeah. Um, I think there was a mad dash for spinners. Um, and then I think in the second one, people realised that actually it'll still swing a bit early on. Mm-hmm. Um, it perhaps didn't, didn't do as much for a long period of time, but they still seem to go back to the... The more an extra seamer than the longer on the spinners from from what I saw. I mean, it's an interesting um, it's an interesting idea to have because I think we're going to India in January and Jack Leach has currently got a stress fracture at the back. We assume yeah. he's got it, but I think Rohan Ahmed's done enough to be in that squad definitely on the plane. I don't know whether he will play. I imagine he will, but who are the other spinners that are going to be in and about the mix to and if we play on similar pitches the last time we went to India it's a big question yes yeah. I mean were there more were there more runs generally in that period of play or was it, it, it do we not tough isn't it I think you've got the the ground staff know the Kookaburra's ball is coming in so they're they're going to prepare pitches that are more likely to turn as well so whether yeah. it's the ball or whether it's the pitch who knows uh, it's also probably the best time of the summer to be batting, notwithstanding the rain we've had this week. But yeah. that two-week stint in second half of June, first half of July, where generally you're getting pretty good weather, is probably a good time to to bat in in English conditions where we'd like to bookend the season into April and September. So yeah. I think there probably were a, there was a few more runs, there were a few more big hundreds than we than we usually see. Yeah. How much of that you can attribute to the change of ball? I'm not sure. But I think I think it, the spinners definitely got more wickets. But is that just a function of most teams playing two spinners, pitches being prepared for spinners, or is it actually more to do with the ball? And has has the introduction of it actually helped, given us any clue as to, as to who are who the best spinners in the country are? And I'm not so sure it has. Yeah, so I think it was round nine and ten were with the Kookaburra ball, and like you know, top scoring players were Harmer. Um, but then you have got Robinson, Carlson, Deploy, Abbott, and then. Um, Dawson got quite a few wickets. Yeah, Lee Dawson, I was going to say, was probably the one that came out with the most credit from the English spinners in that round. But by all accounts, the pitches that he played, I think he played both games at the Rose Bowl and Hampshire have prepared some, some stinkers there, hadn't they? 
<laughs> it is interesting just talking about the ball in general. I saw an interview or heard an interview with James Anderson recently, and he said it took him a while to learn how to bowl with a kookaburra because he actually has to change his grip to try and swing it. Yeah. So those are skills which if if Jimmy perhaps could send a little manual round with each of the balls to all the counties, that'd be great. But <laughs> there will be enough experience around the groups of people that have bowled with the kookaburra ball, you hope. Yeah. Uh, that can can impart that on the younger guys so that when Josh Tongue Tongue, I can't get it right. When when Josh T is next in Australia, um in twenty five, twenty six he's equipped so he's not and now they don't play warm-up games either so when he's coming on first change at the Gabba mm. he he knows how to, to to bowl with a kookaburra ball I mean obviously it'll be pointless because he'll just bowl half trackers because that's what they do under Ben Stokes but yeah uh, you know it, it, there are there are benefits to it and I think young cricketers playing in different conditions only yeah. makes it better um, you know they were talking about having a first round of fixtures in Dubai a couple of years ago personally if I was a young cricketer I would be saying to the ECB, can we play with the ESG? Because I want to go and earn my big bucks in the IPL. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I you look at someone like um, Shirad Bashir, I, I think he's quite a young, I think he's a teenager still, if not very early 20s. So the fact that Kookaburra, you know, using a Kookaburra ball has probably got him a bit more of a, and Jack Leach is in, well, no, he would have been with England and so he could not got injured. So, you know, I think it is one of those things that it's given some younger spinners some time on the field and they've given them a first-class game. Um, Josh Dakares at Middlesex, I didn't realise that he was a, he was also an offie and he bowled quite a few off, a few um, overs at Middlesex, didn't he? Um, so, I mean, it's the best thing he did. He was a batter. He was trying to be an <laughs> He yeah, yeah, he's... the twos cricket and first class cricket he's played he's tried to play his opening batter yeah. um, and then in one day cricket he started bowling some some yeah. weekends and now he's now he's the first first choice yeah my, my comment was a loosely veiled dig at the fact that he got seven first down at the Rose Bowl in that first round of Kookaburras which um, but to be to be fair, I think you've still got to get them haven't you you know you've still like credit to him you, you've got to be putting the ball in the right area and spinning it even on a shit pitch yeah i think that's also what uh, a lot of the spinners the pundit spinners say is you need to learn how to bowl with it when it's absolutely ragging because sometimes it's a bit like when it's really hard and fast you just as a fast bowler you just want to bowl short and quick and hit people in the head not that you're not allowed to actually say that you're allowed you're doing that so you know you want to bowl short to people but when you're bowling spin i do think bowling on a on a sort of uh, on a absolute bunts and you need to learn how to do it basically and how to control it and the pace at which you bowl so yeah i don't know so uh, the kookaburra is basically so when we go to australia we can try and win the ashes in australia is that is that sort of the reason why we're doing it or is it just is it for overseas generally yeah that's what i think it's preparing people for not bowling with a duke with a razor blade seam it's a big difference yeah interesting okay well, yeah, I was just thinking about it. If you do for a couple of rounds, and then you know, I'm not sure whether it was a few teams that had a bye week, for instance. But you know, you're better off just doing it for either half a season or a whole season. Just switch it, and then see what actually. Because then one is not affecting the competition too much, and two, it actually gives people the right amount of practice in games, and it's it's like it's part of the game. Whereas now it was just a bit of a you know, we find mm. it's a bit like a you know, let's, it's a bit novel. Let's do this, which in itself is not a bad thing. But 
they, they really learn an awful lot of it, uh, awful lot from it. And you know, it's I, I've it's a bit like I, I won't put it in the same bracket, but it's the same as moving these players around on loans all the time. Yeah, and uh, you know, releasing players from the England squad when you don't need them anymore and just drop them straight back into a county game in, you know right at the last minute or even when the game is already happening there's that kind of thing where it's like just you know take that competition a bit more serious you're trying to you know for, the, for some of the clubs it's actually about winning a title at the end of this not yeah. about just experimenting uh, one day and not the next and you know integrity of the, that game is still very important so how do you balance that better I think I would almost go for like this season we're just we're playing the first half of the season with this ball second half with that ball you know something like where everyone knows that, okay I need to actually build my squad around it yeah interesting properly not just trying to fly in a couple of players and alone for a, a game or two just when it suits you just to you know, try to do one over another team by preparing a pitch slightly different because you know, that all evens out over uh, seven games, but it doesn't uh, over one or two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Australia did it five years ago with the Dukes and they haven't lost the Ashes since. Uh, <laughs> you know, read, read into that what you will. Um, yeah, it's a good point. Actually, I think your point, Hugh, on the fact we don't play warm-up games anymore means, but I think, you know, it does mean that there probably is a need to learn because you can't just learn straight. Your, your first test match can't be the game that you're learning how to bowl in a test match with a with a kookaburra. Um, and then, yeah, it's a good point, Chev, actually. If you extended it, then it, it means that you can see, can't you, like... Someone in the mind. You've got to learn how many of these players will actually end up being in that position that they have to play that ball overseas in a national squad. Well, I suppose you, you want know. as many people having that chance as possible. I suppose if someone works out how to bowl really well with the kookaburra, they're probably worth a go. Um, but you can sort of see it in in your point is that a minor counties spinner does really really well, and then they're suddenly called up for two rounds of the county championship just because they're a they're a spinner basically and then maybe they're done with because if it's not a kookaburra ball might happen. well look at look at look at bashir at somerset he was playing yeah. for Berkshire, and then i think actually he was a product of the south asian cricket academy and do you know what that's something that has has produced a number of first class yeah. about- So massive kudos to the work that the the saka have done there it's great yeah i think there's definitely four or five guys playing first class cricket at the moment from that and if it's if it's more than that i'm sorry but i definitely have heard of those yeah there's two other actually bits of news which are surrounded Derbyshire for me. Is, is Pat Brown has moved from Worcestershire to Derbyshire to try and get more rounded, all-round game experience in terms of first-class cricket. And then also David Lloyd has moved from Glamorgan next year to Derbyshire. So I think, um, I don't know, Pat Brown probably is he's wanting to get a bit more Red Bull experience is what he said. He's pigeonholed it a bit as he's basically bowling. He came, well, you, was it? Two, three years ago, just basically bowled yeah. stock balls, every ball in the Knuckle 20- balls, wasn't it? Those little floaty ones are brilliant. Yeah, they're really good. So good luck to him at Derby, I think. But, but he couldn't have picked the worst year to leave Worcestershire, though, with Pennington and Dung going. <laughs> I mean, that would have been the time to stay. I, I, you can only imagine that they've all handed their notice in on the same day. And I don't know who's in charge at, uh, um, at Worcestershire. Someone like Graham Hicks gone off. Fuck! What do we do now when everyone's handed their notice? And it's it's it's, uh, it's difficult. Pat Brown's back on loan at Worcestershire. <laughs> um, yeah, and then David Lloyd is is that's a big move, I think, for him, captain of Glamorgan. Um, 
I don't really know why he would have moved unless it was just for the money. Um, because he's got a pretty good gig up in Glamorgan, isn't he? Only in the batting. Is he still captaining or is it Kieran Carlson's captain? That foxy comment on me. I thought Lloyd was. Um, but he's been he's been off with a thigh injury for a few yeah. weeks, hasn't he? But I thought yeah. he was club captain still. And it, yeah, you're right. It is a strange one. Um, he's been there years. He, he was doing the, the Bunsen burner fingers at me. Nice little earner. Yeah, um, maybe. Have, if something doesn't make think, sense, it's because of money. Mm. It's just turned into a bit of a money episode, hasn't it? We didn't really mean it this way, but I suppose when you talk about transfers and moving and stuff like that, it sort of is what comes into it, I suppose. A Derbyshire money club? Well, this is what we're trying to say. Like, I suppose we don't really know who is them. Apart from the test match grounds, we have no idea because of the. It's such a. I weird... go by the ones who object the most to the hundred uh, need the money the most. <laughs> the ones who object to it or want it. <laughs> Sorry. The ones who object to the hundred are the ones who want to keep the blast money coming through the doors, aren't they? Oh right, that's yeah, okay, yeah, probably it's fair enough. Um and then is it is Dan Lawrence moved to um is that Essex Surrey move? Dan Lawrence is on the move. That could only be money talking about Surrey. <laughs> I mean I, that one I get more in the you go and play for a fashionable county, you've got more chance of getting back into the England team, but yeah, it's money, isn't it? And has done very well since that news, hasn't it? Yeah. Way yeah. off his shoulders, I'm sure. <laughs> might might be sort of the wish to win a title or two, maybe as well. As yeah, we'll leave few. that. Don't blow your powder too soon, young man. Wait, wait off his shoulders into his bank yeah, account. If you win it this year, he'll probably be a big reason for. <laughs> for that, so. Right. Let's stop talking about such crude things as money. But what about next round? What are we are we making any changes, Chev? Uh, probably not. Oh. I know. Well, I made one change last week. I got so annoyed with Robert Brass that I changed them basically on the evening they finished that last game. So you can before... sign him back this week, Chev. Sorry, you can sign him back again this week. Well, yeah, probably, but um, I won't. He can go and do one for the rest of the season. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I was just looking at my team and I think. Yeah, unless I do like a big overhaul, uh, which is could be a bit tricky. It's probably better just to play the team uh, for the next round as it is, yes. uh, and keep a few in the back pocket for September, basically. Nice, Howard. Uh, only one game, right? So, you know, <laughs> one any for you, Howard? Any moves? Any changes? Uh, I'm thinking of cashing in on Ollie Robinson. The keeper, Ollie Robinson. Wow. He had a very good start to the season. You get a lot of money for him. And I think as we go into September, that money might be better deployed into some higher quality bowlers than the Zach Chapels and Zafar Gohars that currently populate my team. How much funds have you got? How many tran- transfers have you got left? I've got eight left. So have I. And I feel very constrained that to the extent that I've got Finn Hudson Prentice this week on a buy. But I've got Luke Holman as my substitute all-rounder, who since the rise of Josh DeCarey's can't get into the Middlesex team, which is just ridiculous. So I, I'm either going to have to play with 10 or I'm going to have to make a change, which is eye-wateringly frustrating because in a couple of rounds, we've only got a eight-team round and half the competition's having a, a week in Ibiza on a holiday. So I'm grumpy about the whole thing. Only got eight transfers left. I don't know where, and and that's in the context of Gohar 
going far, and Chris Washworth potentially injured, who I gave the armband to, and he only returned 24 points. So all in, <laughs> I'm, I'm furious, and I've got lots of changes to make. Right. you got eight changes. <laughs> <laughs> I have got 11 trades remaining. Um, and I don't know whether my Bashir, he was only $28,000. So I, that's why I sort of brought him in. And anyone know what's happened to Roland Jones? Is he injured? He didn't play last game. Just doesn't like the Kookaburra. Maybe. Didn't fancy Sarri's batting lineup. Maybe, maybe. Um, he's got Warwickshire next time. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty happy. I'm going to sub out Rishi Patel for Miles Hammond, who is the only Gloucestershire batter scoring any sort of runs. So that's okay. Um, and then I think Lois Deploy will take my captaincy. Um, and Ollie Robinson will be relieved. You've made, you made me have a think there, actually, Howard. Ollie Robinson is $111,000. It's a lot of money, isn't it? It certainly is. What's James Rue? probably just as much, isn't he? He's <laughs> <laughs> um, a few grand cheaper, so, you know, you gain about two or three. Yeah, absolutely. Right, should we leave it there, chaps? It's been wonderful to catch up again after a couple of weeks. It's been too long. Um, it has been too long. When's the next round? When's that start? Tuesday. Yeah, two days' time. Tuesday. Okay. Well, we'll be on tenter hooks until could be, then. It could be a tense end to some championship games with some badgers together at the Oval on Friday. Well, it could be worthwhile just following the county games then. Yeah, interesting. Right, all right. Probably rain, won't it, though? (laughs) Yeah, God. (laughs) Less said about that, the better. Maybe we, yeah, God. Anyway, we leave you from a sunny London, basically, where it is, well, Trevor, are you in London? Uh, No, I'm now back in Holland. It wasn't London last week, so did my Surrey home game. Is it raining in Holland? Uh, It was relatively poor today. I think we had the weather from... Manchester yesterday, right. today. Well, so, yeah. we're from a su- we're from a sunny London whilst it's raining up in Old Trafford. That's all I really want to say. Yeah, the weather's going to be worse tomorrow, so that's probably coming from that same place. Good luck, the top class, then. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right, we'll leave it there. Thank you for joining us. That is Badger Watch, and that is an unspun cricket production. And we will see you. I don't know. Two weeks? No. Hopefully next week. Thank you very much. That's all I really want to say. Yeah, the weather's getting worse tomorrow, so that's probably coming from that same place. Good luck, the top class, then. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Right, we'll leave it there. Thank you for joining us. That is Badger Watch, and that is an unspun cricket production. And we will see you, I don't know, two weeks? No, hopefully next week. Thank you very much.